Hi, my name is Joanna Barbola, and I am a speaker and author, and I am so excited to be here today with Pearl. Hey, everybody, it's Pearl Sharanza with Women Successful Living, and welcome back to another Conversations with Pearl. And I'm so excited to share this special guest with you. I met her at a book, like a little book club, and we just hit it off right from the start. We're in our own little town here in Brandon and Tampa, Florida area. But Joanna is going to share what brought her to the area as we talk today. And I just want you to know she is an author, artist, designer, corporate executive, and teacher. Joanna Barboa has always been pulled into the exciting world of abstract art and international wines and who doesn't like a good glass of wine as you read each page of her book you will feel her enthusiastic love for wine gourmet foods and vibrant eclectic art join her on this splendid journey to uncover those hidden gems and those undeniable emotions experienced in every page of her book joanna i'm so excited to have you here today on the show i am so excited to be here pearl thank you so much for having me as a guest i've been so looking forward to this <laughs> oh my gosh i know we've been we've been yeah. working hard on our schedule. So tell yes. everybody, give everybody a little background, you know, how you grew up and what brought you from the city of New York all the way down to the beautiful city of Tampa, Florida? Yeah, well, if you would have said to me, Joanna, you are going to be a Floridian, a late in life Floridian in your 50s, I would never, ever believe it because I am such a New Yorker. I thought there would never be anywhere else that I would ever go to. Um, this would, this was, you know, my final destination, my own I would travel, um, especially to Italy, uh, you know, just to, just to, for the culture and the wine and the art and, and everything else, the fashion. But um, I never thought I'd leave New York. But, you know, unfortunately, COVID hit. My um, my career was in New York City for 30 years. I worked as a um, high level executive assistant and COVID hit and it destroyed my career. And I really had no choice. Um, I couldn't find work and I, I wasn't able to stay in Nassau County because I commuted from Long Island. So I said to myself, you know, everybody rants and raves about Florida, Florida, Florida. I mean, I could hear my dad saying to me from when I was 10, I want to move down to Florida. I want to move down to, and meanwhile, he's in his 80s and he's still never left the night. <laughs> he's still there. So I think that's hysterical. But um, yeah, so I, I came down, I looked at a couple of apartments that I researched. And the one that, of course, I did not research was the one that I fell in love with, um, which brought me to the Brandon area. And um, I started a second career. And um, now I'm working in education as a teacher. And I thought, what a fantastic time to finally sit down and, and read and, and, and put together all my thoughts um, and, and create Devolts Chivino. Um, it actually started as a wine blog that I started when I was when I spent many years in the wine business, um, attending many, many trade shows and events and tastings. Um, and I had so much knowledge. And I said to myself, what am I going to do with all this knowledge? I'm going to write about it. So I started a blog. Um, and each week I would write about a different wine from another country. And it was very, very exciting because my readers loved it. I, I ran a wine and art business networking group and they loved it. Um, and they kept saying, what's the next, what's the next wine going to be? What country is the next one going to be from? And, and I would just go to the wine, uh, the wine stores all around my area and, and talk to the people there. There was so knowledgeable. They were so helpful. And I would pick another wine. So I have 16 all together in, in my in my wine blog. And I said, you know, as an artist and 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 
and my love to share my art and my art therapy, I said, what a better way to create a whole collaboration of wine and art and create Devolce Vino. And I had the time because my schedule was so different. My lifestyle is so different here in Florida. Um, you know, no more 11, 12 hour days that I spent my whole career doing in New York, New York City. Um, so I said, let me use my time wisely and create something and move forward with it. And that's how I came up with Devolce Vino. So it's a collaboration of all my wine and all my art. I love that you took a passion and you created this, uh, you know, at first it started as a blog. And then I love mm-hmm. to talk about how you brought people together to talk about it in a network group. And then you yeah. create this beautiful book to put together. And, you know, and I want to say welcome to Florida. I know, I know most people in the world call us, yeah. we're called the wicked stepchild state of, of the country <laughs> of COVID, but we're, uh, we welcome anybody in. We just want you to come in and enjoy our beautiful state. And uh, it's funny. I think it's really cute too. Like you said that your dad always wanted to come and then here you are and he's still there. So do you he's ever bring there. Him, have you brought him down since you've been here? No, no, he still has not. And I, you know what, quite frankly, I don't think he wants to. <laughs> I, I think it will just, it will just be the end of him if he, if he sees my beautiful lifestyle here in Florida compared to, compared to New York. And um, I, I just, uh, I really don't think he wants to come. Of course he was, you know, he was asked to come, but uh, right. <laughs> you know, and I, and I can certainly understand his point of view his whole life. He wanted to come down here and then his daughter comes down here in her fifties. <laughs> you know, but for the listeners, I, I think it's really powerful for them to see that when you have a dream, you have a goal, you know, don't hold back. Don't, no matter how young or old you are, like go after it because, you know, I shared um, in a post recently on social media that, you know, you're not promised tomorrow. And, and, you know, you know, my story, I lost my son in July of last year. If nothing, the biggest, you know, at 25 mm-hmm. years old, the biggest aha for me, and not that I didn't know it was, you know, you're not promised tomorrow. I was very blessed that, you know, 20 minutes before he passed, we, we were on a call with him and said, we love you. And, you know, not knowing that he was going to be in a car accident, that's just something we always did. But, you mm-hmm. know, to go after your dreams, and that's what we've taught our, our boys. And, you know, you're that example to those that are listening, especially our women, you know, oftentimes as women, we put our career first, like you said, you work 12 hour plus days, you know, then we yeah. put our spouses first, then we put our kids first. And if you don't have kids, mm-hmm. it's like all those things you put before yourself. And, you know, it's great. You love your career. That's awesome. But if you have a passion like Joanna has for wine and art, you know, she's doing exactly what you guys hear me say on this show all the time. You come into this world in your DNA, you have this original makeup that's already there that God's put it in there for you. Whoever you believe in, I believe that God's put it in there for you. And when you're not doing like Joanna's doing and, and putting it out like on a blog and then bringing people together and then writing this book about it, you're cheating yourself. But most importantly, if Joanna didn't do all those things, she's cheating us on the opportunity to learn about wines and about art and about these countries that these wines come from. And it's so powerful that, and I love that Joanna is an example of what I share with you guys all the time here on the show. And I think it's really important. And I'm going to say it again, whatever you're sitting on, stop sitting, stop waiting, Mm -hmm. stop saying, oh, when the kids grow up, I'll do this. Oh, when the kids get to high school, I'll do this. Don't be the example for your family, your friends, your spouse, those people that you work with on this is what you can do even while you're trying to balance it. It's not saying don't give up your career right now. You can start certainly start working on it now. So so Joanna, tell us about the transition here from New York to Florida. I know it's quite different. How has it been for you? 
You know, um, like with everything else, there has been really good things going on and challenges. And it's just, you know, as a strong woman that I am, I've learned to overcome the challenges um, and 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 be grateful for all the gifts. And there's been a lot of gifts. So, um, you know, I've had to slow down a little bit. And that's hard for me as a New Yorker. I'm a go-getter. I always want to do this, that, and everything else. But um, I've had some health issues, so I've had to slow down a little bit. And there's been some obstacles that have been put in my place, but that's not stopped. So I am going forward as 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 best as I can, and as as best as I can. And um, you know, I'm, I've uh, I've I started as a art teacher when I first came down here, and then that led into substitute teaching, and then that led into an art therapy course that I designed, which a lot of my paintings from Devolge Divino is really art therapy, um, and which is such a wonderful wonderful tool to have for yourself yeah. um, to learn to be able to express yourself through creation and through art. And um, it's wonderful for stress reduction and coping skills and processing feelings. Um, And I think because of the the benefits of it, I became so successful at it. Um, But yeah, so so that led into an art therapy class. And then that led into um, uh, to private tutoring, which I'm trying to really build my business here in Brandon. I think I sent you the flyer um, for the private tutoring. Um, I work out of the local libraries. And then I also, um, you know, with the book now, I'm trying to promote it as much as I can. And and um, that's that's really kind of a second job. Um, I, you know, I did everything on my own. Um, the cost of the salary change from a New York City salary to a substitute teacher's salary. I'm on a strict budget. So I've been doing everything myself. And um, I'm, it's self-published. And I was the illustrator. I was the editor. I was the designer. Um, and uh, because of that, I'm doing all the promotions myself. So, um, you know, things like this, like being a guest speaker. um, Thank you so much again for giving me this wonderful opportunity to do this, you know, because this is really moving me forward and moving me along, you know, with the whole um, getting my word out and sharing my book and sharing who I am. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's really and I'm honored to do that because that's one of the things that I think we also have to remember as women is we need to find ways to always lift each other up, support each other, Mm -hmm. share each Mm -hmm. other's stories and journeys. And I love that you're doing that. And you're right. Yeah. I mean, we are totally, you know, it's, I feel like you said, like, it's a little bit slower pace in the city of New a York. Bit. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and so um, it's, it's really powerful that and, and no matter what age, as you said, is make a pivot. And sometimes, you know, the pivot could even be art in our career to help support mm-hmm. us with what we want to do. And I love that you're right. that art. I love art therapy. I think for, for the listeners, if you've never tried art therapy, it's very powerful. Um, mm-hmm. I share on here before I, that's when I used to concentrate just on health and wellness and help people, um, you know, lose their weight, shed some fat for them in healthy ways. That was one of the things that they would be like flabbergasted by because I'd be like, okay, so what's life like when you hit this goal? You're going to, you know, no matter what program do, you're going to hit the goal. But what's mm-hmm. life like when you do that? And right. and then I would tell them they're going to go home and they're going to draw me a picture of life. They're like, draw <laughs> me a picture? Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to color it. And, you know, and yeah. it's, I'm sure you've seen Joanna too. It's just, I feel like art therapy brings a really great piece. You know, I, um, every year we do a retreat every year. We have a pajama retreat. And a few years ago before COVID, I connected with somebody who does, you know, helps you do promotional products. And I'm like, I want a journal, but I don't want just a journal that you just write in. I want you to color, have it powerful. So on one side was where you would color and the other side is where you write. And I literally mm-hmm. in preparing for this year as we have our seventh um, retreat coming up this year in, re- in preparing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I only have like 15 of 
of those books left. I'm like, I need to reorder them so I can get some more because everybody loves that book because it is yeah. so therapeutic. And it so, really is. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about, let's talk about the book. So tell us what is, out of, if you had to pick your top three, I'm not going to make you pick your one, but your top three places in the, in the world for wine, what's your top three? Oh, so of course, Italy, number one, France, number two, Spain, number three. Definitely, definitely in that order. <laughs> I would be, I although quite frankly, I would be thrilled to settle in any one of those countries because it's not just art that they have there that is just so phenomenal. It's the culture, it's the people, um, it's the food, you know, there's just, there's just so many wonderful things in Europe and in, in those countries where you can learn from and indulge and and just be so inspired, you know, so inspired to do anything you want to do. And as a woman, it's very empowering to be that way. Very, very empowering. So tell them again. So Italy? Italy is my first, only because I've been there five times already. Um, France is my second um, because I've only been there once, but I I know a lot about their wines. And Spain, only because I have not been there. I so enjoyed all those wines from Spain. And I want to learn how to do the flamenco. <laughs> oh, yes. You got to do that here in Brandon. I think there's some dance yeah, places to go learn exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. I could go to Ybor City and do it, right? right but I want exactly. to go to Spain and do it. I don't want to go to Ybor. I mean, Ybor is great. But, you know, how could right. you compare? I'd love right. to get on a plane and go to Spain and do it to Madrid. We did a trip to Madrid. So in 2008, I think it was 2008, we, were, uh-huh. um, we had always wanted to go to Italy and so we had saved up all of our miles from our airline tickets all that fun stuff and um and we planned out a trip to Italy and so when we would call the airlines they're like well listen we can get you back home but you have to spend stay overnight in Madrid I'm like I'm not gonna stay just one night in Madrid so here we were our, ourselves and our two boys I think I think my youngest was in first or second grade and mm-hmm. we spent the night and we spent two nights in Madrid and it was so much fun I found this cute little market went shopping, found the cutest little outfits and stuff were really inexpensive. It was so amazing. The boys loved it. Um, it was the first week and they were open to some culture shocks that we had never, you know, at that young age, we weren't discussing back then. Today's world, they talk about it all the time, but yeah. it, was, it was really interesting, but we loved it. We loved the, the two days we spent there. So we yeah. even took in a, um, what is it called? The the bullfighting. We even took in a bullfighting show. Oh, in Pamplona. Yes, Pamplona. Yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Where you watch so, the bulls. Yeah. 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 I, I made it through. Uh, I think I made it through three of them, and I was like, "I'm done. I got to be out here." So, but yeah, it was, yeah. It, it's a beautiful. It's so fun, and you know, for the listeners, it's great. You have to go and travel. You really need to take off and and travel and broaden your horizons. Not just we have mm-hmm. great places here in the states. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but there's so mm-hmm. many beautiful places. I loved Italy. Italy was so much fun for us. We had so much really cool experiences with the kids. It was easy to yeah. travel with them. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, I, my funny story for. Italy is, you know, we had our, we had our long, and that was before I realized you got to pack small because you don't need a lot of stuff when you go to these countries, right? But you had two kids, so you're thinking in your head what you need. And so there wasn't like laundry mats and the places we stayed at. We, and when we got to, um, when we got to, um, Florence, we stayed in, you know, when you, so for those that are listening, when you travel around the country, sometimes some of the countries only let you have so many people in a hotel room. And mm-hmm. so we couldn't have four of us, no hotel we found in Florence could we put four of us in a hotel room. So back before VRBO was, you know, whatever they were called before, I think it was home away. We 
we booked a flat in Florence and my husband was really nervous because we had to send cash over over like PayPal or whatever before we went. And then we had to bring cash when we got there. And he's like, what if it's a scam, you know? And I'm like, no, yeah. I, I, you know, I found a backup hotel just in case. And um, that had two rooms for us, but it was great. The guy, the gentleman was so awesome. He brought us up to the flat. And again, we have no, wa- no washer and dryer, right? So by now I have to wash clothes for the boys. And yeah. so <laughs> I did the old fashioned way. I put them in the, in the tub and I washed them. In the oh bed. my God. How authentic <laughs> to do that in Italy. In Italy uh-huh. was so much fun. And then because we had this like flat here in, in Florida, we call it like a lanai. You might call it a patio yeah. or whatever. So yeah. it was all outside. So I had to dry it. So the only way I could dry it, they didn't have, you know, hangers or, or rods. So I just laid them all over the furniture outside. And my oh, boy, my they were like, you're hanging our, our underwear outside. Why do you have our underwear so they can see it? I'm like, nobody can see it. Look at the windows, mom. I'm like, they're not going to care. They're never going to see oh, it. Oh, God. That's so, so cute. So, That's so, so much fun. Cute. It was a yeah. blast. So yeah. art therapy. So do you have any of like, do you have any fa- of your favorite artists that you love to follow? Um, you know, I've always been a huge, huge Picasso fan, but all of the abstract artists are, are really, you know, wonderful. Um, the thing I love about art, abstract artists, and this being an abstract expressionist is, expressionistic is really just have the fact that there's no rules. There's no rules. And, and when you paint portraits and you're doing drawing and sketching, there's so many many rules and you know there's just so many um, techniques and and with abstract art I'm painting with a palette knife and I am just going right on the canvas and I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just processing and letting go and just um it's just such a wonderful feeling it's almost like going to the gym because all the endorphins are all out and, and you know you really just um you just become happy you just become you know focused and happy and you don't think about the outside world and all the nonsense that's going on around you and all the white noise that's going on around you you're thinking only of what you're doing and you are totally present and that's what I love about it the most you know it's just it's just such an um it's such an empowering feeling and you just feel so connected to who you are and what you are yeah and that's that's one of the things that I love too is the abstract I love just being do make something creative who cares you know and I think yeah it's because it's not for it's not for it's not for the reader it's not for the enthusiast it's not for the audience it's for you right you know and even if you don't sell it's for you yeah. everything you do is for you so um so that's that's really the best part of it and, yes. and again that's what that's the same with my book um you know I, I wasn't too concerned about sales because with my book I feel like I finally did this something I wanted to do a long time ago in New York and you know I shopped around a little bit for publishers but it was expensive and I was so focused on my career I just didn't have the extra time. Right. Um, and, and, and I said, well, now that I'm here in Florida, I've got the time. I'm going to make the time, even if I don't have the time and I'm going to do it on my own. And if I don't sell that many books, you know, that's okay right. because it's for me. I did it for me. And I finally finished something that I wanted to do. And, you know, it's never too late. I was in a, a woman's empowering circle last night and we talked the, the theme of it was never too late. And, oh my God, I had so much to say when it was my turn to talk it's never too late it's never too late to relocate to florida it's never too late to write a book um it's never too late to start a second career it's never too late i love that you said never too late that's that's so mm-hmm. so powerful because it's never too late you know when it's too late is when you're not here right it's, exactly. it's, then it's too late and then you haven't left that legacy or empowered or inspired somebody to 
to, to yeah. put together a beautiful book about what brings you what your passions are and, right, and, right. and you know the beautiful art that you have so tell us the process like you know you you did the blogging you were doing these network groups and then you decided to put the book how hard was it for you to pick what you wanted to put in the book like tell us about that how hard was it you know the process yeah. of putting that together and you have uh-huh. so many options to choose from like how did you narrow it down to what you wanted to be specific about in the book yeah well first I went to a book group a couple of book groups virtual book groups here in Florida and that was really really very helpful they told me all about KDP which is Kindle Direct Publishing which is the publishing company online that I went through um, so they were helpful and then um, you know because I'm here in Florida I don't have um, I don't have a, a, a separate studio for all my art so all my art is all around me um, you know it's on the walls it's it's, it's leaned against the, the walls and I have everything with me I left nothing behind um, because again this is my final destination I'm never going back to New York and um, I, I I'm just surrounded by my art so you know I would I would read about the wine review that I chose to put in in this in a specific chapter and then I thought to myself well what what you know what attracts me to this painting that I think will collaborate with this wine review and that's how I put the book together 16 different wine reviews and and 16 different paintings each painting incorporated into each review and then of course the the the, the front and the back is is another painting um so yeah so it was it was a collaboration of wine and art and I really sat down and I thought about you know if I'm going to have this bottle of wine what do I want to look at what do I want to see what what you what calls to me what do I feel what colors come to me um you know how do how how does this bottle of wine express these colors and these shapes and these you know movements and that's how I came up with it so and I know that you shared um outside you know whenever our guests come on we ask them to share some stuff about them and I know one of the things is you self-taught yourself your abstract art right Uh uh-huh uh-huh self-taught abstract art yeah you know it's so funny and I'll tell you how that started it's really kind of a funny story I did one zip and paint years ago and I was so in love with the painting and then I did another sip paint so I did two sip and paint courses and then I went to my oak my local art league when I was on vacation from work I had you know you only get one week's vacation at a time and I had nothing planned I wasn't going anywhere but I wanted to do something enriching and fun and I wanted to learn something and I took classes at this local art league um, but really none of it was abstract art Um, but I had spoken to one of the teachers there and I told him that I really 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 love abstract art and he said there is no course for that he said that's just all about you and what you feel you want how you feel you want to express yourself there's there's no specific course although they teach them you know there are courses for abstract art but um after I heard that from from one of the teachers um because I was doing an oil painting class I just I just said you know what I'm gonna go to um well I can't even remember one of the art stores one of my local art stores pick myself up a floor easel and get started and that's how I did it I um I had hardwood floors in in my co-op that I owned in uh, Long Island and I, I I made a separate section on the corner of my living room right by the windows um I got rid of some stuff and I started setting everything up you know for my paints and and for my for my palette knives and then I had all my art books for inspiration I just kept painting and I played all different kinds of music to motivate me all different music from France Spain Africa everything just for motivation of course my wine and 
and I just started painting and painting. And um, it was something that I was just so happy doing. It became part of my life. And for a while there, I was painting almost every day. And I just had so many paintings. And so now in my apartment here with nothing left behind, I have about 300 paintings, all 16 by 20s, 18 by 24. I sell them on all my art websites um, under Art Reflections Design. I have a page on Twitter. I have a page on Instagram. And then I also have home products and accessories featuring my design, which is really exciting. Weekend bags, cell phone cases, yoga mats, blankets, all featuring my designs. And I sell them on Threadless and Etsy. I also have a uh, a, a purse and high heel shoe line. <laughs> That's on oh. Etsy. And that features my designs. Yeah. So it's, it's very exciting. I did a lot with it. I really did. It was just like a snowballing effect. Once I did this, I said, well, maybe if I start with this, you know, if I'm going to do shoes, I need to do matching purses. And if I'm going to do blankets, I need to do yoga mats. So it was kind of like a snowballing effect. And that's how I created all my product. That I'm very so, excited about it. That's so awesome. Well, we, we're going to have to talk when we're done about your yoga mats because we okay. do. Yeah. So we, I have a, a course, it's called the Shiro Method and it's a four month mm-hmm. course. And so it's basically a GPS roadmap to putting yourself first, to doing like what Joanna's talking about, going after your dreams, stop putting them mm-hmm. on the shelf and, and go, I'll, I'll open that book when I, when I, when I get everybody else taken care of. Right. And so we start with what is your passion? What is your vision? What is that goal? What is that big dream that if you had all the time in the world to do, what would you do? Right. And then, okay, let's make it happen. There's no reason why it can't happen. So we have this four month process. And part of that also includes like journaling and meditation and things like that. So we'll definitely have to talk to you about some of those products yeah. because, you know, I love to support and, and all. And I just think it's so cool that you, you know, that as you guys are listening, Joanna shared how there was nothing out there to teach her to do this. So she's like, I'm going to go teach myself, which is mm-hmm. another example of what we talk about here about if you can't find it, teach it. If you can't find the help, do it on your own. You know, absolutely. Joanna did the exact, the right thing you should do is go find a mentor and like, this is what I want to do. And then let's do it together, you know? And if you can't find somebody to be there for you, then you can do it on your own. Doesn't, you know, yeah. get a girlfriend be like, I'm going to do this. Come support me. You know, let's have a, uh-huh. you know, like Diane, like Joanna said, do a dine and wine or, you know, a wine and paint kind of thing together, you know, right. whatever inspires you. It's so, so powerful to yeah. do that. I just love that. Yeah, and, it's true. Yeah. And so, you you know, one of the things that, um, um, one of the things that is, that we talk about here all the time is that, mm-hmm. and we said it earlier in the show, we're not promised tomorrow. So go after that dream today. And Joanna, you've been doing that. You, you've been, you've been doing that. You know, you left a corporate job to come down here. So tell the listeners, like, how hard was it to make that decision and to take that leap? Because, you know, we were talking and you've, you've visited in the Shiro League before, but we were talking last yeah. night in the Shiro League. And for the listeners, the Shiro League is our community of women. We meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We mm-hmm. don't record. It's a free space, safe space to share what's on your mind, to lift each other up. And last night, one of the girls, um, she, she shared a quote and I love what she shared. It was her quote. She said, how can I make today easy? I thought that was so powerful. How everyone says herself, how can she make today easy? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's I love like what you did wasn't easy coming here making that move was not easy but how did you scary scary. Mm -hmm. yeah so tell us about that yeah yeah so the one thing I learned a long time ago was I have to be my own advocate um I have to stand up for myself I have to be my own advocate and if I don't have my own tribe around me I have just myself so I have to learn how to stand on my own two feet and do what I need to do and um one of the reasons why I came down here again was because I just knew that I was not 
going to get my career off the ground. Um, every every Fortune 500 company was closing down and laying everybody off, and I really didn't. There was really nobody um, that I could I could run to back in Long Island where I could say, "Listen, can I stay at your place for for a couple of weeks?" I really didn't have anyone, and I actually this was really the sad part because I'm a lifelong Long Islander. I had to live in a hotel the last 30 days um, when I was getting myself out of New York um, to move to Florida because I really didn't have anybody, but thank God I had the money to be able to do that um, because I had a nice salary in New York. And and that is the only thing that I miss from New York is my New York City salary because I'm never, ever going to see that here, um, especially working in a second career. Um, but I knew that I had to do it. And it was almost like a forced hand because I knew that if I stayed in New York, I would dwindle away my life savings and pay it on high rent in a shoebox apartment because I looked at so many apartments um, after I sold my co-op and I, I looked at so many apartments and they were tiny little shoeboxes, not in the best areas. And, and the rents were so high. And of course, you know, it didn't have any amenities. And I said, I'm doing it. I'm going to come to Florida. I'm going to spend three days here and I'm coming home with a new address, whether I want to or not. I am determined to come home with a new address. And and um, when I came to this place, um, one of the leasing specialists, Lee, this adorable young man was so helpful. And he said to me, I can approve you in 10 minutes. Boom, I was sold. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how I ended up here. And I just renewed. Um, a little pricey. Um, so I, I was thinking about relocating because it, it's gone up again. Um, right. It's actually gone up $300 a month since I'm here. Wow. Um, and that's all the rents around this area. It's very, very pricey. So I was thinking of relocating, um, but I just could not find what I have. So I said, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet one more year, um, try to work as much as I can. And, you know, next year I'll be 55 so I can get my 55 plus complex that I've been wanting to get into. <laughs> you know, very, very happy about that. I never thought I'd say to myself, oh, I can't wait to be 55 so I can get into a 55 plus complex. But yeah. I've seen them and I love the amenities. I want my shuffleboard. I want my tennis courts. I want my bocce ball. So uh, yeah, so I decided to stay here another year and count and, and count the days until I turn 55. I love it. I think that's hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to be 50. I'm going to be 50. Well, my God, I'm going to be 58 this year or 59. I don't remember. But I remember like when I hit that 50, you get the you know senior whatever it was discount. I'm like, oh, yeah, and then yeah. I don't ever say it. I don't ever use it. But you're right. It's like there's some really cool communities as you get older, you know, and, and um, beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, so you made this big move. You you, know, you pushed to the fear and said, I'm going to do that. And then you, you got everything mm -hmm. together and you, you've made this move, right? But why Tampa area? What 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 drew you to well, our area? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just because of the business mind that I have. I said, I am a city girl. I spent 30 years in New York City. So for me to find opportunities, I need to be near a city. So of course, Tampa popped into my head. You know, I, I was, everybody moves to Florida to go to the beach. Joanna moves to Florida to live in a city. <laughs> go figure, right? I spent all my money, thousands of dollars to get myself and my car here, set myself in an apartment, and I moved to another city instead of beach. But, I you know, I was, just, I was just so worried about finding opportunities. I knew I had to go to work. I had to work 
work. I have to support myself. So I figured, you know, I'm going to find more opportunities if I'm near a cosmopolitan city than if I'm somewhere, you know, in in, on the beach in Boca Raton, although I'd love to go to Boca Raton. But but the cool thing is like, you're, you know, you're not too far. We were at least an hour, less than an hour drive to the beach, which is really great. Yeah. That was one. Yeah. I, grew up, I grew up in West Palm Beach. My my parents moved from North Carolina, West Palm Beach, Florida, when I was in my mm-hmm. starting my sophomore year of high school, and it uh-huh. was great. I loved it, but I didn't love the area. And it's not that you know there's anything wrong with it. I just didn't like the area. So when I met my husband and we were living in Virginia, he's like, I had this opportunity to go to Florida. I'm like, what coast? I was like, I knew I didn't want to be on the East Coast because it just didn't feel like home for me. It never felt like home mm-hmm. when I lived there. I've got great friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my high school reunion is this year. I've, I've got all those great connections, but yeah. to live there was not like in my heart. And so he's like the Tampa area. I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go check it out. And here we are 17 years later. We're Uh still here. We've raised our kids here, you know, so it's been amazing. So I just love that. So, okay, we're going to do a little shift here. You have visited, you've been in the Shira League as as a visitor with us a couple of times. And, Uh you know, you've seen what we talk about in there and how we support each other. And we bring amazing guests in to to visit with us. So Uh the Shiro, you know, for the listeners that are listening that haven't heard what it means, Shiro doesn't just mean you're a female hero. It means that you are strong, you're happy, you're empowered, you're radiant, and you're an original. And so I want to walk through some of that a little bit with you, Joanna, if I can, if you'll play along with me. Absolutely. Um, Yay. So, you know, one of the things that we're we're talking about, and the reason why this Shiro comes about is that the S stands for strong, as I said. And strong, I feel like when you start standing in that strength of of knowing that I need to put myself first, I need to take chances like Joanna did and, and make a big change, move out of whatever that big change is for you, whether it's small or big, the thing is, is once you start doing it, you gain that that sense of I've got this, I'm strong enough, I can pull through mm-hmm. this. And as you do that, that happiness that maybe you've kind of buried down that you haven't let come up too often, you start feeling that happiness and you start embracing that happiness. And then as you're doing both of those things, then you become empowered, you become empowered to continue the journey to not give up even when the, the road gets rough, as Joanna says, rent goes up, things come in our way, right? And so you become empowered to be like, I, this is my dream. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to do this blog. I'm going to meet these people. And then there's this thing called blowing up, which is what the radiant, the R stands for. It's like, as you do that, have this new confidence in yourself that people around you are now noticing it. They're going, Joanna, what's so different about you? Like, did you color your hair? Did you lose some weight? Like, you just look so different. What's about, what is that about? Because then yeah. in that, when you get to the O, the original is like you, people call it being your authentic self. You're authentically in there. You've just kind of shut off the switch for, or turn off the switch or shut off the flow of the water to come out and you start going, this is who I was meant to be. I was mm-hmm. meant to share about wine. I was meant to talk about art. I was meant to make changes in my life and be who I always wanted to be and not let anything stop me from doing that. And so mm-hmm. that's what that's what a Shiro is all about. And so one of the things we talk about in the Shiro League is finding your joy. And we're doing this great process right now. We have a six week goal that everybody has set and they're working on it. We're journaling through it. We're writing about it. And the thing is, is I one of the things that they had to do is they had to come up with 10 things that bring them joy. We're not going to have Joanna do 10 things. And if you've been listening, <laughs> you know that we, we, we ask you to give us three. So Joanna, if you had to give me three things that bring you joy, what are they and why do they bring you joy? Okay. So right off the top of my head, I can just talk to you about Cadenza, which is the name of my dog because I fell in love with that, with your last name. I, you have such a beautiful last name. I was, go- I'm, I'm a big fan of poetry and I have a Sicilian poetry book. And one of the, um, one of the names in, in one of the poems was Chiarenza. And I said, I never heard that name before. 
before. And I'm 100% Sicilian American. I've never heard that name before. It was so exotic and it was so beautiful. And when I adopted my rescue last year, she came with the name Maya. And to me, she does not look like a Maya. She is a Kidenza. So I would say she is my number one joy. She is my pride and joy. And especially that I'm here alone. I have no family. I have no children. She is my baby. So um, she is my number one joy. Um, The second thing I would say would probably be this whole Florida lifestyle. You know, it's it's just so different from from the, the hustle and bustle and getting up so early, jumping on that train every morning, standing there in the freezing rain and the snow. So I would have to say the Florida lifestyle is the second thing um, that brings me joy. Um, and as far as the third thing that brings me joy, um, I would say community, community. Just, you know, I'm trying to establish myself here in Florida and trying to make new friends and socialization, being out, being with friends, um, going out to dinner, socializing, going to the movies, just being with people, community. That's another thing that brings me joy. I love all three of those. And it's so funny that you, um, so when I met my husband, um, he, his biological dad died the day before he was born. So his stepdad is who raised him, I think around three years old. And so, yeah. So when we were getting married, he's like, I think I want to change my last name to my stepdad's. I'm like, okay, do it before we get married. I don't want to change my name twice. (laughs) So he changed his last name to Terenza. And Connie was an Italian, you know, when everybody came over from immigrant from Italy, you had to change your last name or shorten if it wasn't able to be pronounced. So his was a long last name and he made him short to Connie, which is crazy. It's no Italian whatsoever. But when I remember the day I was getting married, my father-in-law came up to the church we got, the Catholic church we got married in California, did not have a place for me to go stay. And so I got ready at my mom's house and we drove up the corner to the church. Now, everybody in California shows up late for everything, including weddings. And so I remember our our priest going, I start on time. I start on time. I'm like, hey, so people are coming in. I'm like, go get your seat. Go get your seat. And my father-in-law comes in and he grabs my hands and he says, welcome to the family. And he says, just remember the, the correct way to pronounce it is how Joanna just pronounced it. And I said, dad, I love you. I cannot roll an R. There'll be no way I'll ever be able to roll. So it's Sharenza. You know, it's so funny. When I first started calling her by name, I I called her Chirenza. And then I went on Google because somebody corrected me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go on Google Translate. And it is Chirenza. Yes. So now, and and every time I tell anyone her name, they never say it the right way. And I'm like, Chirenza. Chirenza. They don't get it. That's okay. I love that you gave that example as one of your ones because it just warms my heart. And then then the Florida, you're right. Like the morning, I know people that are listening in these cold states right now. I apologize. But (laughs) I went to go walk my dog and it was 49 (laughs) degrees. Like, oh, I guess I need a jacket, right? But my husband who's from Buffalo would be like, that ain't cold. Put a a tank top on and shorts. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I loved it. You said, but you're right. There's something about our lifestyle here. It is laid back. It's not hustle and bustle. I mean, many times I've gone to visit New York City and it's, it's like this whole, it's a whole different world. Right. And yeah, I just, yeah. I just love that you share that. And then community, mm-hmm. that's one of my ones too, that warm my heart. I believe in giving and be involved in our community yes. every year when we do our pajama retreats, um, every September, which we have four spots left, everybody, if you want to come join us, just go to wslivingretreats.com. That's wslivingretreats.com. But we're all about community as well. So on Sunday, like your cost to attend the retreat includes every, your meal, your stay, everything at the retreat. The only thing it doesn't cover is your Sunday lunch because I believe in going out to the community, finding a mom and pop 
restaurant or you know a woman's own restaurant and just supporting them. And that's my way of ensuring everybody goes to the community. And so I love that you shared community because we do have a great community here. And I was very blessed, you know, last year when my son passed in July, there's a great foundation called the Angel um, Foundation. And yes, I've they, heard of it. Yeah. So they like took our family underneath their wings. I, you know, I donate to them. Never, ever thought I would be on the receiving end because you never know yeah. what happened. But I just love our community as well. So I got, I'm so happy you said those three. So yeah. now the next question I have, and this is what we were, we actually, their homework assignment this week is to go back and revisit these two lists that we're reviewing right now, because it's good to recheck your list. So, right. you know, we get so busy, we make lists about cleaning our house, we make lists about grocery lists, the things we have to do lists, we have all these lists, but we forget sometimes to make the not to like, mm-hmm. what do I have to put on my list? Stop doing that's not allowing me to have fun with my dog, to be involved in my community, to enjoy my Florida lifestyle. So if you were to think of three things that you have put on your not do those three things you need to stop doing because it would keep you from these top three things on your joy. What would you think those would be, Joanna? Um, so I would say the first thing is for me to stop acting like a New Yorker. <laughs> stop rushing. I have I have my appointment book right here with me. I don't do it on Google. I like to see it on paper because I'm always erasing and changing and everything. And, and I keep it right next to my Google Chrome book, which is what I'm on right now. Um, and I schedule everything. And there are like two, three, four things in a day. Um, tonight, I have lunch plans and then and tonight there was a um, there was a hope meeting at a Bible um, church that I'm going to with a friend. So I've got a lot of things going on today. I'm trying to get a new student, so I have a meet and greet. Plus, I'm doing tutoring, and I've just got so many things going on. And I have to learn how to slow down. So that's one of the things that I need to do so I can continue to do all the things that are on the things that, on my joy list. What brings me joy? Um, so that's one of the things. Um, slow down, and then. And I think the second thing was not to try so hard. Um, some, I, I, I have so much perseverance and resilience in me that I feel because of my resilience and because of my perseverance and because of the work ethic that's been ingrained into my brain, it always makes me try so hard. And sometimes when I try so hard, I'm spinning my wheel and that's detrimental to moving folks. So I, I would say that's probably the second thing. And what What's the third thing? Um, that's a tough one. Um, not trying so hard, slowing down my lifestyle, um, and and just um, finding finding more ways to find joy. I would say I need to 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 find more. Take even though I do um, all of this, you know, art therapy. I'm not really doing it now. I need to find more time for scheduling in. I can go to an open studio because I can't paint here, so I could go to an open studio and paint. And I should schedule that into my into my week and I don't do it because I feel like I have so many other things to do. So I would say make more time for art therapy. <laughs> yeah, those are three great ones too because like yeah. you know slowing down, we all get so busy in life. With so, and you yeah. know what's interesting and that was one of the things, you know, through COVID, that was a benefit that COVID came and made everybody like almost come to a screeching right. halt in their life, right? Yeah. And then I've talked as as I coach women cuz you know I do do one-on-one coaching about, you know, prioritizing our lives and putting going after our goals and our dreams. One of the 
things is don't let the craziness after COVID, don't bring it back from before COVID. Like how do you mm-hmm. create that balance? And there, it, there are ways you, you did it during COVID. So let's, let's re replicate it in the way that you have to do now in your life after COVID. So I love right. that you said that about that, that great reminder and mm-hmm. not praying so hard. That's powerful, you guys, because I think sometimes we go in and we expect everything to be perfect. And if it's not, we're like, what did I do wrong? Just, you know, yeah. give yourself that grace of saying, you know what, if I don't get it all done today, it's okay. You know, I, I Monday mornings are usually my focus time from nine to one in the morning. I usually don't record like we're recording today on a Monday, but I I normally don't record. But I gave myself grace to say it didn't work out last week for Joanna and I. So let's make it happen today, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not be so hard on myself when it didn't, you know, if it last week, if whatever stopped me from doing things last week or today, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. You just kind of have to go with the flow. I have this affirmation I say every morning and that is, I, you know, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made good, bad, or indifferent, whatever comes my way today, there's a lesson to be learned in, in it. And that way I allow myself That's to say, lovely. yeah, because things are going to happen lovely. and things are going to stop our day or things are going to, you know, try to sabotage our mindset and, you know, yeah. just go, don't just let it roll off. That's one of the things in my positive intelligence course that we talk about is naming that saboteur, that judge that shows up during the day. And when Betsy shows up for me, I'm like, yeah, no, we're not doing this today. <laughs> so I love that you did that. And then, you know, and then making that time for your joy, like scheduling it. So you guys listen, that was a great, powerful example, Joanna, all three of those, but making the time for your joy, schedule yeah. time for you. So powerful scheduling time for you is really, really important that we do that. So mm-hmm. I, I'm absolutely. so glad you played along with me on that question. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. So I want you to share with everybody how they can find you, how they reach out to you, how they can buy your book and tell them the name of your book again. Okay. So it is Divulge Divino um, and it is available on amazon.com. The Kindle version is free. If you have Kindle, you can download for free. If you'd like to purchase it on Kindle, it's $9.99. And this paperback version is $19.99. And again, it's on amazon.com. And as far as my paintings, home products, and accessories, it's all under the name Art Reflections Design. So if you just do a search for Art Reflections Design, you'll find that on Twitter and you will find that on Instagram. Um, And then on Threadless, you can find me on threadless.com actually artreflectionsdesign.threadless.com and then etsy is etsy.com shop and then artreflectionsdesign yeah and then of course linkedin i'm under linkedin you can find me and you can learn more about who i am and what i am um i have a profile under joanna barbola um and then if you would so desire to friend me on facebook i'd love to hear all about you and see what you're all about yay so we'll make sure we put all those links they'll be available when we um, when we share the, the um, YouTube and all the, all the radio show and all the podcasts so we can find you. And so okay. one of the things, Joanne, that we do is we love to do these better questions, better life cards. And so oh. I'm going to shuffle them. I forgot to okay. tell before we started, you guys. So my mistake. So I'm going to shuffle them. You're going to tell me when to stop. And then we're going to pick the card that you were going to answer the card you had me stop at. So here we go. You okay. tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. So her card is, ooh, how shall I live? live. So her card is how shall I live? And for the listeners at home, you should should answer that question yourself. How shall I live? (sighs) 
authentically. I shall live authentically. Um, I shall live truthfully, um, truthfully and authentically. I love those. Be our true true self, right? Yeah. Be our true self, right? Be who you are. Exactly. Never, never, never forget who you are. Yeah. I love that card. Like for me, it's like, how shall I live? I will shall live in the moment. I shall, you know, find joy in everything that I do. And then also for me too, is, you know, if it doesn't align up with me, I'll release it. That's how I live. And, you know, it's really important too for the listeners to understand is that, you know, when we talk about releasing things in our life, that's just, it's not just things. It can be people too. You know, sometimes people come in our lives season, you know, sometimes who they are doesn't really show up in that relationship. And then all of a sudden they show up and you're like, I need to release this person from my life because that's not how I want to be aligned with somebody ethically. So, you know, and I talk from experience, I had to um, release a friend who we were tied at the hip everywhere we went and some things that showed up was not how I believed life should be. And so I had to release that person. And it can happen in your own family. I mean, within my own family, um, I Chuck and I tried for years to have children. Um, we were very blessed that 10 years um, into our marriage, we were able to adopt our son, Matthew, who was Czechoslovakian Haitian. So he was mixed race. We did our list, you know, of who we thought might be concerned as we were going through before we committed to adopting Matthew, because we wanted to make sure he was coming into a safe environment. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I think my dad was on that list, but I didn't want to maybe acknowledge or believe it. And then years later, when Matt became a teen, I it, my dad showed up in that racist way that I, I didn't want to believe possibly was deep down in there. And uh-huh. so how should I live? I shall live protecting my children. And one was to release my dad, you know, and say, you are physically here, but the privilege of being called my dad, um, Father Bill, mm-hmm. who at church here locally, I'd gone to a, a retreat and we had a conversation and this is really powerful. And I want everybody to, to listen to this. And that is, we don't get to pick our parents and or relatives, but we love them no matter what. And this life is our life. And we have rules and regulations, just like a baseball football game that they have to apply by. And if you're those in your life, friends, family, whoever they are, can't abide by your rules and regulations of your life, it's okay to let them sit in the bench and not play the game. It's okay to do that. And you still love them. You still care for them. It's just that your game of life doesn't allow them into the play right now. So I want to remind everybody about that. And it's so, so powerful. And that's actually one of the things that we do talk about in our in our coaching that I do in our in our four month uh, Shiro Method Roadmap Masterclass. And that is we talk about who is keeping you back from going after that roadmap of life that you are putting yourself in place. Who's stopping mm-hmm. you from getting your dreams? Who's those people? And then how do we communicate your realistic expectations with them around what you want to accomplish? And so it's not an easy task. You know, life life is not easy, but if we can get some tools in our toolbox to help make it through, it becomes so much so much more achievable and beautiful in our life is what I really believe. So Joanna, I am so glad that I met you in your transition here to Florida. We live in the same town and we're going to be doing lots together. And Mm -hmm. um, you guys will put all the links to where you can buy her beautiful book, connect with Joanna. But I just want to tell you, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Such a good time. So much fun. It was like a girl's girl's night out for breakfast. There we go. We just forgot to bring the wine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Next time. Um, Yes, for sure. So I just want to remind everybody again, you know, we come into this world where this rough oyster on the outside, there's a lot we have to do to work at that and to work at opening up that oyster. And as you do, you will find your inner pearl of greatness. And I hope you go out today in the world and you find your inner pearl of greatness. Follow us on YouTube as well and like us on YouTube and share us all the way out. Have an amazing day.
Hi, my name is Pearl Sharenza, and I'm with Women Successful Living. And I want to tell you a little story. You see, once upon a time in the middle of COVID, I noticed that more and more women were overwhelmed. We were having to balance households. We're having to become teachers. We're having to work our job while we're trying to become a teacher. We were sitting in our home with our children and our spouses or our loved ones and feeling overwhelmed. We were lost for where we're going to find space in our own house. So I was feeling that this overwhelm was stressing women out more, that they felt like they could not have a Calgon take me away moment. They felt like everywhere they turn, somebody in the house would find them or their job wanted them on another Zoom meeting. And I just felt so sorry for these women as I spoke with them and felt the pain because I too was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry that I couldn't go out and do the things I love to do. I could go out, yes, and take a walk and sit in my front swing, but I couldn't go to the community meetings and the fundraiser functions or go have lunch with a friend or go to the movies with my husband or just take a, a moment away from everything that we're responsible for as moms and wives in our homes, right? You become that CEO mom and you're running a household. But then if you're working outside of the household, not only are you a CEO mom, and if you're asking what a CEO mom is, that's a mom who is running the household. Because let me tell you, you're not sitting around eating bonbons every day. You truly are running a business of a home. But then maybe you also work outside of the home. And here you are, you're trying to balance working in the home, working outside the home. And then maybe you have children and you're having to learn how to become a teacher because bless our teachers, they are trying to learn a whole new way of teaching through Zoom. And so as I spoke to the women in my community and my clients, I found they were also feeling all this overwhelm. They were becoming stressed. They were sitting in, in the home with all their children and their spouse and they're going, I'm with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Were you feeling that way too? So I found as they were feeling this way that I had to do something. And every day, about a month after into the pandemic, I decided to try something new. I decided to create a space where we could meet via Zoom. And yes, I know another Zoom meeting, really Pearl, but I just knew that was the only way that we could get together. And the rule was you had to go in a room where you could put a note in the door and say, I'm on a break. I'm on a timeout. Whatever you want to call it, you can make that note on your door. Because really, we have to take time for ourselves in order to really take time and care for our family, our loved once in our job the way we know we want to and we need to. So what I did is I created what we called our self-care Sunday evening. And it actually became Shiro's is what we ended up naming it. Because we as women, we are the hero of the house. We're the hero of everything we do for our family, our friends, our job, our, whatever that is that you're responsible for, right? But are you really the hero for yourself? So that became important to me. So one day I decided I want to pour into these women. So I brought them together in a Zoom meeting. We met Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We finished finished up by 9 p.m. We just had conversations. What was challenging them? What was the pandemic bringing up for them? How were they doing mentally? Were, were they doing something to take care of themselves? And if you heard me before, I say bathtubs and taking baths are not self-care, but really during the pandemic, sometimes that's all you could do was get in a tub with bubbles and take a few minutes for yourself, right? So as we poured into them, I, I noticed that they were starting to enjoy the self-care. They were starting to be less stressed. They were starting to communicate better with their family and their and their loved ones because they communicate why they were taking time for themselves. They were able to communicate that it's not that I don't love being with you. It's that because I love you so much, I need time for myself. So on Sunday evenings, we worked on things about self-care challenges. We created a challenge of self-care where every day they had to do something. It could be something that took them one minute or if they wanted to, it could be something that took them an hour, but it was their job to do something for themselves every single day. And then because 
because of that, they they saw that their family, they were worried that their family might feel, make them feel guilty. So we started incorporating ways that they could do self-care for ourselves as we also did something with our family, right? So in some cases, we found that we were sitting, we had moms sitting and just watching TV, silly cartoons with their children, that's self-care, right? Or maybe playing a puzzle game or putting a puzzle together. And then when it came to their spouses, we found that they were sitting and finding movies on Netflix or writing, playing cards, or even we gave them a challenge. We have a friend that has these great cards they are called Better Questions, Better Life. We even would pull a card and have a discussion with our loved one around that card. And then as they were working from home, some of the our, our professional women were finding that their jobs were having much more demand on them, but because they were home, they could actually kind of have more time they could grab for them. Oh, well, you're home all day long, so you really don't need to take a break. So they started finding that some of their jobs and their bosses were expecting them to give more. So we talked about how to set boundaries around our schedule. We talked about how to set boundaries around how much we want to be on Zoom. And as we did that, we found that the women were less stressed and they were actually performing their job performance better. They were having better and more improved relationships with their loved one, with their children. And some of them also had family that were in nursing homes. So we were creative on how to spend that time with their loved one, but also making sure that they were taking care of themselves. So as we did this, I saw that it was a need that needed to continue. So even though the pandemic is, as we know it today, is over, I found that the women loved this so much, we needed to continue this. And who knew that three years ago when I started this, that it would grow into what we have today, this amazing community of women that we still meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We talk about things that bring us joy. We talk about challenges we're having in our lives. We're talking about things we're having to overcome. We have some women that are struggling in their marriages. We're talking about how we pour into them and how to help them work through communication. We have amazing, amazing guest speakers that come in every month. We've had Jane Pilker come in and talk up to us about our mind and the neurological part of our mind when it comes to our eating and our health and sugar and how it affects our body. We've had Sets and Tora come in and talk to us about the smile method and how we have things such as just the smile within us that can make things like mock acceptance where we're accepting things because we think we have to accept them. Like for instance, my loss of my son, Matthew, I never knew that when I created this group three years ago, almost now, how much I needed these women. And because I have this community of women around me, I met Seth and Seth taught me about mock and he taught me that, yes, I was accepting the loss of my son, but I wasn't truly believing that he was lost. And I was sort of like going through the motion. So ever since I have put this group together, this community of women, we have watched the women flourish. We have watched them have less stress. We've watched them communicate better with their loved ones. We've watched them put boundaries around their self-care so that they can achieve things they want to, so that they can put their cape on first as they pour into their family even better. And ever since we've started this self-care Shiro group, it has grown where we now at our retreats, we have women joining us during our retreats. We meet every year. We have a retreat in September. It's a pajama retreat. You come in your PJs, no makeup. You have about four days at the beach, sometimes the mountains, depending on the year, just have sessions and breakout groups on how do we improve on our self-care? How do we continue to communicate our needs to our loved ones? 
How do we find what our goals are and our visions are? And how do we bring those to fruition? Because how many of you ever sat back and said, I have this big goal and I really want to do it, but nobody believes I can do it. I want you to know that we believe in you. And we know that you can do it. And so if this is something that you want to learn more about and come and enjoy a great way to end your week and begin your week, I would love for you to join us because on top of our speakers, we also have an amazing meditation coach where she empowers us to sit down and just take some quiet time for ourselves and just be in our own space as we reflect on what we truly want within. And I am so honored to watch the progress and the growth that the women in this community have accomplished. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up for all of them and hopefully for you. And if this is something you would love to learn more about, I would love to invite you to come and visit us one Sunday evening. Like I said, it's a great way to end your week and a great way to start your week. What better to know that you've got a balcony of people sitting and waiting for you to join them, have a cup of tea maybe, and just do some laughing, maybe a little crying, but no matter what, know that you've got a girlfriend there to have your back. So if you're ready to check out the Shira League, I would love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to connect you. I hope today you know that we've all come into this world. We're a little oyster. We might be a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, you have a pearl. And I hope you find your pearl to greatness today as you become the Shiro I know you are. My name is Pearl Sorenza. Do you know what your score is for your self-care? Find out today. Go to pearlssurvey.com. That's pearlssurvey.com and see what your score is today.